Hello and welcome back to another episode of Happy Hour. Today we have Carmen back on another episode. Hello. Um, I'm like I'm sure you might like remember her from our job hunting episodes. Um, but today we'll be focusing on another, also very relatable topic of overthinking. So, uh, Carmen, are you, would you say that you're an overthinker? Yes, yes, I am. I definitely overthink in a lot of situations. I think I overthink at work, and I, and it does have a lot of impact on just my own personal well-being when I do overthink at work. Like for example. So in my job, I do a lot of presentations. I have a lot of meetings, and sometimes a lot of these meetings, you know, when I start to to prepare for these meetings, I go, oh yeah, I have these numbers I want to share, or these data I want to share, and then you start to get into the degree of, oh, what if they challenge me? What oh, if you know, it's, what if it's not three percent, it's far four percent? Where do you get the source, and what do you get yeah. this data? And I, and I think that you start to go into this rabbit hole of just, okay, I need to make sure everything is perfect. Yeah. And to some extent, I think it's good because then it helps you prepare. Mm. But then it just goes overboard, and then you spend a lot more time than you actually need. And then when you go into the meeting, they ask none of those questions, and then you just kind of realize, like, it's almost kind of like, oh, I did all this work for nothing, and I spent all this time for nothing, and I worry for nothing. And I think the worst part of it is not even the preparation part; it's the fact that I lose sleep. Oh, the like right before. Yeah, like on the night before, I get so nervous, especially like with bigger presentations or like bigger clients or, or you know, just in general, like if you're presenting to, I don't know, people that you respect and you want yeah. the respect, you know, like reciprocated. Exactly, yeah. like you want to bring value to them because you respect them. Mm-hmm. Then I get a bit nervous around like, okay, is this something that is actually valuable for their time? And when do you have? Yeah, no, I think I think the way we. Kind of raised and educated is you've got to analyze and evaluate, right? And that's how you become a, especially in like professional fields, presentations, etc. Mm-hmm. Again, I think sometimes it reflects your audience. So as you said, you anticipate what they, and in a way, it's a good thing because you're trying to empathize like, what would they think, what would they really want to know, and being well prepared for that is definitely a, a good thing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the way I think about it, if I was the listener, like, what would I get? Do I really care if they, you know, weren't as uh, comprehensive on certain points, or is it more like the general message? Mm-hmm. And I think once I kind of think like from that angle, it becomes less uh, draining for me uh, to to anticipate every single uh, questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, in certain fields, uh, asking tough questions is part of the job. So mm-hmm. in those cases, you're kind of forced into this uh, thinking mode. I think it um, makes me feel more prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, it really depends if I'm like, if like I'm, if people are trying to sell me an idea or if I'm selling the idea. I think like in both situations or scenarios, I would overthink. If I'm like being sold an idea, I would overthink. How much work they have prepared to sell me this idea beforehand, and then I try to. So nice. I don't know, no, no, but then that's like, <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes it's just like you cannot overthink too much. You, you should just like focus on like decision. the objective yeah. part of the idea. Okay. Instead of like being like, uh, being too considerate uh, mm-hmm. on how you should react 
so that they will not feel bad about mm. selling the idea. Mm. And obviously, if you're trying to sell the idea, you overthink, just like what you said before. You know, uh, trying to like uh, be prepared, like any question they wish at me, and then to like try to be prepared, be prepared, be prepared. Keep your mouth as overthinking. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, for sure. I think I'm not overthinking. Would you guys say you'd rather work with someone who overthink or or under underthink? Oversimplify things. Oversimplify. Working with or working for. I I would like to work with somebody who overthinks, mm. and I would like to work for <laughs> somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good, good answer. Because <laughs> I think, like for me, back in uni, I used to like overthink my. Just something as simple as emails mm-hmm. all the time. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, obviously, if you're job hunting, then you have to like you know tailor it <laughs> yes. um, because yeah. you know the other person's not gonna see you mm-hmm. before you get an interview. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was also, I think, the specific situation I'm thinking about was uh, when I was trying to ask uh, a company um, like in Korea to um, to. So like for I guess a like permission consent if I could do like my dissertation on them mm-hmm. and it does involve a lot of like invasion of like like there's a lot of censorship that goes uh, on right in the company so I'm so I have to word it in a very particular way to say like oh hey I'm not doing anything suspicious and like this is like my this will be a huge project of mine so just like in a way you kind of have to overthink. But then I remember I told my personal tutor that I ended up writing, spending three hours writing the, this <laughs> one email, and then he was like, "That's when you know it's overboard. Yeah. <laughs> If you take more than one hour for an email, it just like no." I think it gets better over time because, like from what you shared just now, I think you're trying to be as professional as you can be. Yeah. But then as you mature or you try to like grow as a person. In terms of in your career or for work, you probably would overthink less. less. You spend less time. Less time. Yeah, yeah you spend less time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things yeah. become intuitive. Yeah, yeah. Because of this. you just keep writing the same type of emails, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, when I started, you get a template. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> template. Because I remember yeah. going like, "Oh, should I say dear so and so or hi so and so?" Yeah, exactly. Like, should I say best regards? And it's so minor these details yeah. that you think are so important because how you verbalize something yeah. or how you communicate something, which word do I use? Yeah. Um, it make, makes a difference. And and the reality is, I think on the receiving end of it, yeah. if they can get the overall message, yeah. they're not really thinking in that sense for the most part. I mean, some yeah. people can be a bit sensitive around yeah. around did you just call me doctor or yeah. did you not call me doctor? Yeah. But but for the most part, people are quite. Yeah, I think the more with, people yeah. you you reach out to and deal with, the the more you realize everyone is different. Mm-hmm. So there's no way yeah to single one. yeah. So how about like in social situations, like friends, like know, dating, and things like that, and like family even. Dating. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to share something. Yeah. I don't date anymore, so I don't know. <laughs> well, you take your wife out on date, so I do overthink. I would think a lot less now, obviously. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. you built that relationship with your wife. Yeah, you know what she wants, right? Yeah. You, you know what she likes. <laughs> yeah. Most of the time, yes. 
Changes that will be constant. Well, no. Speaking of gender, it's women. And and and, and there is a trope. Yeah, there is a trope. I, I'm making a generalization, mm-hmm. and there is a tendency to believe that women overthink more than men. And, and I've seen that kind of concept floating around, and, and it may not be true, right? Mm-hmm. It definitely would not be true. Mm-hmm. I think both gender would yeah. would have. Different types of things that they overthink about, mm-hmm. but I mean, as, as uh, I think for myself, I do overthink a lot when it comes to um, relationships, and relationships can be uh, colleagues, or it can be friends, or it can be partners, mm-hmm. and, and I think that overthinking comes. Oh, did I, you know, am I able to convey certain messages or feelings? In the right way without hurting their feelings. Oh, you know, are they are they happy today? Are they unhappy today? How come? How come? You know, they're not smiling. Right? Are they unhappy? Is any inconsistency in their in their behavior? Yeah, and, and and it does get quite stressful for you. Yeah. You know, like especially if somebody is just having a bad day and has nothing to do with you, and they come into the office or they come in, you know, to your to life. lunch or something, and then they have this. Face that's not pleasant. And then you go, oh, what did I do? And then you start to think about, okay, I saw yeah. them last week. Yeah. Did I say anything that I shouldn't have said? Uh, <laughs> and you, uh, like, you automatically think it's your fault. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. As you grow older, you meet more people. So, like a lot of times, you have accumulated more experiences, and hence you would overthink more. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. like you, you try to like you know you, you try to um, present yourself as who you are, mm. and then you kind of like you know you get a feedback from somebody that oh you, you shouldn't do this or you shouldn't uh, do that, and then you start to like you know collect a lot of things that you shouldn't do. Mm. Mm. Um, so you yeah. t- tend to overthink more, but at the same time, as you grow older, you should learn not to care so much what mm. other people say you shouldn't do. You know how to prioritize. Yeah, mm. it's prioritize. So it's just like yeah, yeah. yeah. I think feedback, same as work. I think it's mm-hmm. based on what feedback you get uh-huh. uh, and then how you process that. Yeah. So if I only get one or two pieces of feedback, I'm more likely to overthink. But if I get, you know, thousands, hundreds of feedback, mm-hmm. you know, there might just be things that I'm like, okay, this is just not good feedback. So mm-hmm. I'll just uh, yeah. take that into consideration. I think as long as this doesn't hinder you in, in different aspects, and, and I think if you overthink, you know, for example, you know, what I mentioned about losing sleep over, mm-hmm. o- you know, overthinking yeah. a presentation, or um, deteriorating a relationship by, you know, pressing on something, how come you're not, you're, you're upset today, and how come you're upset at me, and then mm-hmm. we reality had nothing to do with you, may actually hurt a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so things like that, like, I, I think as long as, it doesn't harm, it doesn't do any harm, I think thinking is great. Yeah. I think the tipping point is when it starts to to, mm-hmm. to, to cause some sort of other effects, I think yeah. that's when it, it's... Yeah, no, that's, that's a good point. So how about like in interpersonal context? So like when it has um, possibly nothing, I mean there is a gray area, but like not really like how you interact with other people or interact in the workplace, but more with like thinking about your personal uh, like traits, like personality, body, or even just like, I think overthinking about 
overthinking. This is the thing you probably reflect the most. Mm. Out of, on yourself. You know, on yourself, because it, it, it's kind of like at work or social relationships, mm. it's all about yourself. So I think the more comfortable you are like, with who you are, uh, mm. the less this becomes a, a point to overthink. Mm. I think at a younger age, this definitely was a mm. big, yeah. big thing. Like, mm. like, Especially like teenage years. Mm. Teenage years, you're, yeah. you're still shaping your thoughts and you meet a lot of different people as mm. well. So, mm. For me, one of the biggest things about this is uh, when you move from one kind of place or community or context to another, mm-hmm. that's a really good experience, I think, because you, you realize that, well, the stuff mm-hmm. I used to worry about means nothing here. A new so perspective. Then, a new perspective, right? And then yeah. when you move to yeah. another one, you're like, okay, so this is also, yeah. so what, what is important? Because then you get like a common thread, it's like, um, you know, you just treat, you treat people with respect no matter what culture and places you're in. Mm-hmm. More likely than what you're going to find good people around you, you're going to give good feedback and mm-hmm. you're going to become more confident with who you are personally. Mm-hmm. So just little things like that, I think it's, uh, mm-hmm. uh, that's really important. Uh, mm-hmm. So I would say at this stage, I probably don't want to think about mm-hmm. taking criticisms because I've taken so many already. I'm not really like I'm that, that bothered about it because those people who criticize me are in my life anymore. Yeah. And one thing yeah. is that most people who criticize other people yeah. um, are generally it's a little bit of insecurity. Yeah. Like, um, it stems from them rather than yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. That's, that's but you wouldn't point. understand that when you're younger. Oh, you wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. Right? So, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. even if someone told you that, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, this is because like, they're insecure themselves, but you don't mm-hmm. really understand what mm-hmm. happens. You don't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. One day you're like, until one day you start criticizing other people and just like, oh, yeah. I just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm only because I'm like, exactly. Oh, no, that's a part of that. I would say that another example of like like a personal situation I would overthink is like, oh, should I take up this hobby, like start a new hobby? Mm-hmm. Um, like, oh, if I if I want to like start painting, it's like, it's like watercolor painting or like oil painting, and it's like, but then like water is probably easier because you get a like a like a smaller palette, mm-hmm. um, like a travel palette. But then it's oil painting, then you have to like buy all this like ethanol, mm-hmm. like just this alcoholic solvent for like mm-hmm. the oil, and then the materials are much more bulkier and it's like smellier. So then I start to think like, oh, but like, I want to do oil painting, but then like you see, and then it goes on and on and on. Oh, but that's that's that, that's I think it's good because you're you anticipating different situations. Yeah. Yeah. I think with that. Uh, what would help is if you're put in a position to make decisions more and more often, you kind of learn how to streamline the process. Right. Like if you only have to wait one decision and you have the whole week or two weeks to make it, you're probably going to overthink. Right? Like, or if you happen to make eight decisions a day, uh, you just got to be like, I'm going to make a decision by yeah. five o'clock today, right? So, yeah. this is- how much of that is based on your experience and intuition? And how much of that is based on logic and, and thinking through the way that she's thinking? And, and I'm just asking because, you know, both of you probably have to make a ton of decisions every day for your own businesses. Mm. At, at what point of it is, you know, what are the questions that are important to you to which you have to actually think through? Mm. And what are the things that you don't necessarily have to spend too much time on? Like, mm. I think my process is it's always half kind of intuitive, half, uh, half kind of framework, I guess. Mm-hmm. There's certain ways we think to deal with different situations. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's intuition. Uh, with the intuition part, I mean, the way we do it sometimes is we communicate with them. Mm-hmm. Say, say if it's uh, the impression of a certain person or, or things like that. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it 
it's 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 not like race. <laughs> I think we were just going through like overthinking quotes earlier. Like I think uh, was it Martin Luther King Jr. said, um, <laughs> "But you don't have to see the whole staircase in order to take the before you take the first step." Like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because there's only because usually I think a lot of the overthinking, especially the career path, is like, "Oh, what if." What if the path I chose isn't like the best one for me? Mm-hmm. And but in the reality is, like, is how you yeah. make it, how you adapt <laughs> to it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I do have a few friends who have a tendency to, mm-hmm. um, like, just decide not to decide, mm-hmm. to, so that um, because they're scared of regretting their decision, which holds mm-hmm. them back, to be mm-hmm. honest. But. Um, this is just interesting because when we first started, I think we all felt we were overthinkers. But do you do you say that in relative to people around you, or is it more just an internal nature? Because I don't think I compare it to other people. I no, just, yeah. I, 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 just, just think, I just think it's more. I just label yeah. myself as <laughs> the, the amount of time I yeah. sometimes or the amount of things yeah. I think about. I think that's how I, I feel about it. But mm-hmm. I'm just interested because you when you brought up. You yeah, know, actually, I do compare. Like, I, I do feel like I'm an overthinker, but specifically compared to my family. Mm-hmm. So because like, like I think I'm an overthinker, mm-hmm. mostly because my family tells me that I'm, a, I'm an overthinker. I think I definitely am an overthinker, not by contrast with anybody else, but by the nature of how I live. And I think what you know, you, you mentioned the quote earlier with Martin Luther King on taking that very first step. I, I think it resonated a lot with me because something as simple as like going downstairs for a run. Like, it's, like I, I start to think, oh, it's so hot outside. If I'm going to wear a mask, I cannot breathe. I think oh, it's, it's just called lazy, running, I do this with like dragon boating, I do this all the time. And then you realize as soon as you take that first step and you're out, but you won't even have a chance to think about it. You'll just finish and you'll come back and you're like, oh, that wasn't so bad. I think worse is the fear. And and I think you touch on it and and we laugh about it. The the part of what we don't know is what will happen Mm -hmm. and like how would it feel. You're imagining all these scenarios and and that's true of what you just mentioned. It's the fear of that unknown. And then as soon as you take that first step, you're like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, okay, it's done now. And Mm -hmm. and I think um, that resonated a lot with me. So for me, that I'm an overthinker because I think of a million possibilities. Mm -hmm. And then you get such paralysis from it that Mm -hmm. you end up being like, oh, I really don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. Versus if you just take that step, you're like, oh, it's done. Before you know it. (laughs) 